This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to the Pages Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Brown. With me today, we have the Brown Brothers. How are you doing, boys? There's that docile tone I was looking for. Nice. I don't know if docile is a word you're looking for, because that means like calm and house trained, basically. Yeah, you're the most domesticated of the Browns. <laughs> yeah, domesticated. That's a good word for it. And yeah, you're the left side of Greg's face right now. <laughs> and Greg is the right side of his face? Yeah. That feels about right. The duality um, of human nature. Yes. So for those who can't see Greg, um, you're welcome that this is an audio medium because he has only shaved half his face and the other half has grown wild and it looks fucking hideous. And how his wife hasn't left him, I'm not quite sure. Maybe it's because she's physically not able to, would be my guess. Hairy like animal. How long have you grown the beard, Greg? April 5th. <laughs> and it is it now, now June June eighteenth. <laughs> so a little over two months. Oh, yeah, it looks that way. Yeah, it's pretty good. And the hair yeah. too. You did post a picture in the family WhatsApp today, and I really appreciated the um, the serial killer eyes that you put into it. Uh, have you been practicing that? It that, comes that naturally. Look? Or is that just yeah? Is that just how you take pictures? You're talking to me. No, I'm talking to the other serial killer who shaved half his face. Dude, yeah, I'm you. went out. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Give me a second here. All right, continue. <laughs> Where were uh, we? Speaking of serial killers. This Where are you going with this? Patriots are uh, hosting the Green Bay Packers. What? We haven't even drafted Aaron Hernandez yet. Hosted... Uh, led by the noted serial killer Brett Favre. Wait, what? Brett Favre killed a dude? Oh, I'm sure he's killed multiple dudes. Isn't that why you have to be a serial killer? Because serial means more than one. Isn't that right? Uh, maybe that's a good question. We gotta have hot takes. We gotta keep up with um, sports talk radio. So, the hot so your hot take today. is Brett Favre has killed multiple people. Yes. Okay. What, what do you think? I'm going to workshop it. I, I feel like it works, but... Yeah. I, yeah, okay. I, I mean, like you were going to pick anybody Ravens on this game. Green Bay Packer team, who would it be? You could have saved us the Ravens game, Andy. Come on. Have you seen... Did you see the picture? Yes. Did you see the picture of what? Yeah, His penis? Uh, not firsthand. No, I've heard it described. I, I looked it up as, as research for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> of course. You are dedicated to this podcast. What um, can, can you describe it to me, please? Um, I mean, it's small. Well, it's not small, small, but it's not big. <laughs> He's circumcised. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think he was trying to chub it up because the picture he has it like in his hand. He's like giving it the old, you know, <laughs> squeeze <Yeah>. job. <laughs> the old five fingers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I listened to the voicemails that he left on that fine young lady's vo- uh, message machine. Oh, yeah. Was it the same lady that Joe Theismann hit on? No. 
No, that was um, Susie Colbert. Yeah, this is Jen Sturger or something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Sideline reporter for the Jets. Mm-hmm. It was pretty sad, actually. Well, let's, yeah, let's get right into it. Yeah. So, yeah, Greg, you're the uh, the deep dive guy. Did, was your deep dive on Brett Favre this week? Is that what you're telling us? Yeah, I or did were you a just lot looking of- at his his uh, his pictures, just out of <laughs> having a good time. Well, I mean, that's part of the process, right? <laughs> no, I leave I- no stone unturned. <laughs> Greg had already seen it. I leave no cock unlooked at. <laughs> I believe that's a Brown family motto, isn't it? I think this is this is the only time the Patriots play far or uh, Brady plays Favre on the Packers, right? You would think, but no, huh? On the Packers because I was going through the 2006 season today, and they play them again there. Oh, okay. And goes, well, first of all, I would like to make an apology to Steve. Oh, Jesus. You can, okay. You can believe that. No, what? I can't until I hear it. <laughs> well, last episode, Steve said that this was the season he started hating Brett Favre because Brett Favre losing in week 17 was the reason the Patriots didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. And I said, no, 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 no. That's the year he played for the Jets. Right. It turns out it's both years. It really? Is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, so both I, both the times that the Patriots missed the playoffs in this dynasty were because of Brett Favre losses in Week 17. Really? Mm-hmm. I knew I hated him for a reason. Oh my God, you're not wrong. Because this is a very formulative year for me, where like yes. I love and hate people. Spoiler alert: We had David Gibbons' first touchdown pass or catch in this game. Uh, yeah, that was his all first about catch. That. In the NFL ever. Yep. Touchdown. I'll be no time, but that was not true. They said that. The commentator said that, but he actually yeah. caught a pass before that. Oh, Steve Brown fact checking the fact checkers. Look at yeah, look at this podcast was, growing up in front of our Well, I'm a huge David Gibbons guy. As you really? remember, I used to have his jersey. Yeah, he's a sad did, story. That was like the only jersey you ever had. Yeah, I loved David Gibbons. Wow. And again, this season and the ones that followed, and this is a formative year for me. Yeah, hate Brett Favre, love David Gibbons. See, for me, this was like the lost season. I just don't remember any of it. And I was actually talking to um, Ryan Story, who we had on the other week, and he was saying the same thing. This was, he said, he missed more games this season than he did than he has for like the rest of the dynasty era combined. Because I invited him on for this one, just. Uh, Stat check, just pulling back the kimono. Um, and he said he couldn't go, he couldn't join us. And he remembers, the only thing he remembers about this game is that he didn't watch it because he had to go apple picking and that made him angry. So just me reminding him <laughs> of that. What an idiot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what a cuck. That's a cuck move story if you're <laughs> listening. Uh, I don't think he is. He doesn't know how to use yeah. um technology so. apple picking that's like classic yeah. i'm growing up move right well, that's yeah. a fall saturday activity this is what i'm saying yeah but if you're like growing up and like getting in a relationship rather than like blacking out on weekends you know it may have been that yeah so uh when we have him on next i'm hoping this uh losing streak continues so we can have him on during another patriots loss because that feels about right we'll ask him what his favorite apple orchard is Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
And, and who, who like apple cider David Gibbons or, or um, Granny Smith? <laughs> or, or who? Granny Smith. Granny Smith. <laughs> I'm a Red Delicious guy. What do you guys? Um, oh, good question. The Red Delicious is terrible. It's too mealy. Yeah, it's not. It's not a great apple. Um, yeah, too mealy. You're just getting ones that aren't I the perfect this. ripeness. No. Red, red, red Delicious are just not good. They're too yeah, soft. I like them soft. I like uh, Macintosh. Uh, I like Granny Smith. You know, I don't need Bro, a lot of get apples. Get on my Honeycrisp level. Honeycrisp are good. Honeycrisp are the tits. Anything, anything else is kind of a wrong answer, unless you have some like one of those fancy like hybrid. I'm going to be truthful. Red Delicious is the only one that I knew. <laughs> so that's why I said that. I'm sure it's not my favorite, but, but um, yeah, no, I've done a bunch of apple picking in my life. But do you know? I think um, apples actually have more DNA than humans do, or something like that. Yeah, something crazy. I'll give you some DNA, Andy. Open wide. Yeah, you will. <laughs> Speaking of Brett Favre, Greg, did you want to talk more about it? Yeah, speaking of opening wide, or just, I guess, not that wide. Go on, Greg, about his penis. Well, well first, th- hang on. I, I want you to tell me about why he lost us the playoffs this year. Okay, yeah. So we were, we were tied. Well, actually, we, yeah. we were tied with a record, but the Jets had the tiebreaker going into week hmm. 17. The Packers are 12 and 3 at the time going into that game. And we're like, oh, it's a pretty good chance. All the Patriots got to take care of business in the one o'clock and then the four o'clock, as long as the Packers beat the Jets, which they should, they're favorites. Right. And they just got their doors blown off. It was like 41 17 or something like that. Oh. Was there anything at stake for the Packers? Like, were there any seating at stake for them? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, they finished no, first in their division, so it might have been like, yeah, I did it because I, I did a quick read of like their Wikipedia, and it it touched on this, but not from a Patriots standpoint. And basically, um, Brett Favre was a uh, favorite to win his fourth MVP award this year, but because the Packers lost so badly to the Jets in the season finale. Uh, they think that may have swayed voters, and Favre lost the MVP award by two votes to Raiders quarterback Rich Gannon and former oh. Patriots draft pick Rich Gannon. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. But the, the 2008 one was worse. So that was the one where he was on the Jets. Yeah, that was definitely. The Matt Castle year. Yeah. And then he went, he went they were playing uh, the Dolphins in week 17. Sure were. Chad Pennington, baby. Chad Pennington, who had been cut from the Jets to make room for Brett, Brett Favre. Favre. Yes. And then uh, it was like 24-17. There's like four minutes left, and the, the Jets are driving, and Favre obviously throws an interception. Shocking. Jets lose. Patriots are out of the playoffs. Dolphins go through. That I remember. That was- that's, the, that's the one I remember, too. I that's when I was like, come on, Brett, just do it once. And he just... It was just such typical Brett Favre that I was so mad at him. <laughs> I just, yeah, I feel that. I remember I being probably... mad having to root for Brett Favre and then him failing me anyway. What yeah. the fuck was the point of all of this? Well, yeah, that's... I feel that I've just been blacking that out because it's such a, like a, I hate Brett Favre, I hate the Jets, but I love the <laughs> Patriots. 
And if like the guy I hate and the team I hate win and we get in the playoffs, but like, I just must've been short circuited in my brain and just totally <laughs> forgot that shit. Well, your blackout drunk is basically the same thing. Ooh, speaking of blacking out drunk, uh, this game was 28 to three in the third quarter. <laughs> Does that bring back non-memories for you? Uh, not the Patriots again. This Packers game that we're, we watched this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. I should probably say the score, right? What was the final score? 28-10, I think. 28-10, yes. Yeah. Um, Shellacking the third loss on the trot. Is that right? Yeah. So far, yeah. It's the longest season streak we've had. Falling apart. This is in New England, right? Yeah. In New England. In their yeah. new stadium. And in their all blues, which I thought were sharp. Fantastic. I don't know why they don't wear those more often. Yeah. The, the blue, the dark blue top and the dark blue pants together. Well, they're. They're going to that this year permanently, right? Well, yeah, because yeah, that was their color rush, wasn't it? Yeah. We want to talk about some notable players from this Packers squad. Yeah. Yes. Right. Well, the one last thing I want to talk about Brett Favre is um, there was some karma for him fucking over the Patriots. Um, basically, the Packers made 12-4 and four, but still uh, went to the wild card against Brett Favre's former team, the Atlanta Falcons, the Lambeau Field. And um, the Packers lost. And well, if they're playing the wild card, there probably was something at stake in that game. Yeah, there must have been then. Either that or the, the, the whoever was in first place in the division was two games ahead of them. No, doubt it. They okay, showed the Lions in the game breaks. And the Vikings. Uh, weren't the Vikings like 15-1 this year? Wasn't this that year? With Randy Moss and... Dante Culpepper? Was that 2002? This isn't the Michael Vick game, is it? The, the Michael Vick game? Yeah, yeah where Vick went into Lambeau and beat him in Lambeau? I believe it was. It is. Yeah. The Packers had never lost a home playoff game yeah. at Lambeau until the Mike first time Vick came to town. I remember thinking, watching that game and being like, yo, Mike Vick is the future. <laughs> he kind of was to a certain degree. <laughs> until shit happened, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so, all right. It, well, do you want to finish up on Brett Favre before we move to this the rest of this game? Yeah, if you got more on Brett Favre, let's just get Oh, on I got a, I got a lot. Well, give it to me. Like statistically, Brett Favre is just so interesting, like his stats over his career. That's true. Cuz this dude played 17 straight seasons where he started every game. That's which is just in its own right like an incredible stat, right? It's true. Right. Yeah. He play, he has the longest streak ever of uh consecutive starts or something like 18 and a half seasons. Right. Um and just because he played so much in the way he played, he has like he has all sorts of records on both ends of the spectrum, right? He's got Oh like, yeah, they're all just like Yeah, he finished his career with the most touchdowns, but also the most interceptions ever. <laughs> By a like a huge margin too. Why? Yeah, this is this. People talk about records that will never be broken. This will <laughs> never be broken. You think so? He, okay, his all-time interceptions. Yeah. He has three hundred thirty-six. The guy in second, George Blanda, has two hundred seventy-seven. Wow. Um, I have a question for you. How many does James Winston have? Yeah. yeah, that's, that's the only guy who's even close to catching them. That's like a ten years. You have to, you have to play. You have to be good enough to throw that many interceptions, right? 
Yeah. Right. yeah. So that's a good point. Then you have to be bad enough to throw that many interceptions. So it's like a <laughs> yeah. catch 22. That's why it'll never be broken. But, so I agree. But Jameis Winston just went 30 and 30, Fresh which I feel like is, is what you have to do to be able to. Yeah, but you had to do that for 10 that years. Yes. And now he's a backup. Yeah, that's, that's Greg's point. He's not even starting anymore. Everyone's like, you threw 30 interceptions. Ride the goddamn pine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and they're like, hey, uh, I know you're just a gunslinger. You know, you're just out there making plays. I get it. He just got LASIK. So, I mean, maybe he'll throw less than 30 this year, you know? For real, but how many does James have in how many seasons? He has 88 over two, uh, over It's like four or five five seasons. Yeah, Yeah, he's never going to make it. Never. Not at that pace. He doesn't need 300s. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Greg's right. That's an incredible record. Even, I mean, they are passing more now, but I feel like the interception rate is they're throwing less interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You want to hear some other notable names on this list? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Peyton Manning. Is ninth with 251. Eli Manning, 12th with 244. (laughs) All the way down at number 41 is Tom Brady. Wow. Jesus Christ. And he threw a ton of interceptions this game and this season. He's been turning the ball over like crazy. It's true. But, um, and I only know this because I was looking it up today but how many what's the most interceptions in a season you think tom brady's ever thrown probably this one 13 15 jesus (laughs) you guys are uh big brady fans apparently what is it it's it's more than that 20 the most interception he has ever thrown in a season is 16 16 i said 15 Oh, well, that's a perfect stat, actually, because <laughs> I have this written down. This is funny. Um, in those 17 seasons with 16 starts in each season, yeah. 11 of those, he averaged more than an interception a game. So 16 plus. <laughs> yes. He had 29 interceptions in 2005. Wow. Wow. In- in 1993, he made the Pro Bowl with 19 touchdowns and 24 picks. <laughs> oh. Did you make the Pro Bowl? What? The no, what? He has the most ever pick sixes with 31, and he also <laughs> has the most career fumbles with 166. <laughs> He's Wait. just a turnover machine. <laughs> so his combined turnovers are like over 500. Yep, he has almost exactly as many touchdowns as he did turnovers, I think. He had like 508 <laughs> touchdowns and like 502 turnovers. Good Lord. That's insanity. Yeah. So yeah, his- another interesting thing I looked into was like how he was faring coming into this game. Hmm. So I looked at his playoffs from the previous year. Oh, yeah. He threw seven interceptions in two games. <laughs> oh, good Lord. At the divisional against the Rams, he threw six picks. <laughs> Whoa. The Rams' deep wasn't go. that good either. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was, was the season before. I think we actually touched on that briefly. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you. The, uh, the Rams' yeah. defense was, was so highly rated coming into the Super Bowl last year. Well, he didn't throw a single pick or fumble it against us in this game. He threw three touchdowns on like 170 yards throwing. Yeah. Yeah, both him and Brady had like almost exactly the same amount of passing yards. But Brady had three picks and 
no touchdowns and Favre. Had- well, that's the thing. Favre used to win, you know? Like, I, I want to say he only had like one losing season, uh, at least up to a certain point in Green Bay. That's a stat. He did check. not have, oh, he had one losing season. He was four and 12 in 2005. Yeah. So, I mean, he was a successful, like, winning quarterback. So, His I mean, the only other losing I, season was with minnesota in 2010 he was five and eight and that was his last season right i think so yeah his first season in minnesota was incredible yeah and he was also like a tough son of a bitch too i'll give him that i hate him but you got to respect that starting streak and he was a tough son of a bitch yeah that game when he was on the jets that he lost to the dolphins he was playing that game with a torn biceps in his throwing arm Whoa! Yeah. What? Yes. How is that a thing? I don't uh, know. I don't know. I mean, to be fair, I actually, and I'll I'll see if I can remember to link this in the um in the show notes. But when they came back from commercial, on one of these, there was um, a video of some like trainer or something giving Brett Favre something out of like a little, little those little punch pads. Uh, that was definitely some sort of painkiller. Was this before he went to rehab for that? Pretty sure it went was. Went to yeah. rehab? Yeah, he got addicted to painkillers and went to rehab. Yeah. So and but they literally like they, they were just showing him on the sidelines like he just scored a touchdown or something. So they were coming back from commercial and there's still like the VW commercial like thing over it, you know, when they come back and they're just showing like shots of the stadium and stuff, and they're showing some train or something giving him some sort of painkiller. Fuck yeah. So he goes to rehab addicted to painkillers and comes out addicted to real comfortable jeans. <laughs> Wranglish. <laughs> addicted. He never takes the pain away. <laughs> I've been saying that all week. <laughs> oh, gosh. Because you can change it. You know, you can do whatever you want. That's yeah. True. Like Steve Brown, real slappable face. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're just substituting my name for your wife. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Kelly's heard this before. Well, hers is slapable butt cheeks. <laughs> but yeah, it does follow a similar vein. It does, doesn't it? Oh, good lord! But Brett's right, like, that- I-, I love Brett Favre. Like, I, he, he annoyed me. He's just like he's just a regular dude. All right, I'm with you- I'm with Steve. There's something about him that just, and I think, I don't know exactly what it is, but I. When I was watching this game, I had this similar feeling to watching whenever the Patriots would play Eli Manning. I just felt like he wasn't beating you because he's Brett fucking Favre and like he's not. I don't know. There was something about him. He's just like he he doesn't look like he's actually very good, but he's just getting lucky. And the Patriots are beating themselves, and like it, it just didn't feel. I don't know. It 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 didn't as a person as a person, not a player. Well, I mean, you've always had a a soft spot for people to send dick pics, so I can understand why you enjoy him. <laughs> he does. I'm just saying, hanging out with Brett Favre would probably be awesome. Like, as a teammate, I bet he's the best. He's just fucking around all the time. He doesn't take himself too seriously. He just has a cannon for an arm. He's just out there having fun, you know, backyard football. He is. <laughs> that's he why. Is. That's a big part of why I hate Brett Favre, <laughs> is how much of his medium-sized dick all the commentators suck (laughs) (laughs) 
he never does any wrong, you know? That's true, actually. I remember, like, thinking I but disliked his- him. And I'm pretty sure it's because of the whole, like, retirement. Will he retire? Will he not? Oh, yeah. And that was because, oh, yeah. like, ESPN co- covered it ad nauseum. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think, I think Stephen, I think you're touching on, on kind of what I'm feeling is I feel like he just kind of like didn't play football almost correctly. I don't think that's the right word, but it's the closest one I can think of right now. Play correctly. No, but it was just like everything he did was, was bad form. Like he's, he's back every, every completion he made, he was backpedaling away from something and just like hucking it up. That's why it's a triple coverage. And it just fucking works for some reason. (laughs) And that's how I always felt that, that Eli Manning was. It's just like first down, he would, uh, almost an interception. Second down, he would sail it six yards over his attempted receiver. And the third down, he would just huck up a Hail Mary and it would connect for some reason. And then they keep doing it again and rinse and repeat. And that's all it was. I, no, I feel Eli is in a whole different class for me. It yeah, was not well, only because, because Eli sucks, right? <laughs> I mean, even touchdowns, interceptions, he's at 50 50. At least Brett Favre, you have to add in the fumbles to get to one to one. I don't know. Brett Favre and like Peyton Manning are on a similar level to me. Like you know, you kind of hate them. You know, they're good. Now I've come around. Peyton Manning's like Manning. legitimately good. Brett Favre is like, ah, oh, shucks, good. So maybe but Brett Favre was the Brett middle Shuck. brother that the Mannings never had. Yeah. Mean, imagine if, if Brett Favre was Cooper Manning. Cooper. That's the that's what I was thinking. Isn't he the younger brother? Uh, maybe, I don't actually. Know. I don't care. It's the, we're talking about the Mannings here. This is a Just podcast. wait till uh, fucking Peyton's son gets here. Oh, God. Apparently, he's like the Peyton. number one quarterback in like middle school. Oh, didn't you name him Archie as well or something? Maybe. Dad's I think you might be right. Like that. All right. Uh, that's enough about Brett Favre. This is not a Brett Favre podcast. It's a Peyton's podcast. So let's let's talk about some other Packers. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Patriots. Um the Pro Bowl is on this team, Brett Favre, of course, because he threw as many touchdowns as he did interceptions this year. Stat check? Is that right? Um, <laughs> 2000, what are we, 2002? Why is that not working? Yeah, come on, stats guy, let's go. This is stats over storylines. <laughs> 27 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. One of the few years he threw more uh, touchdowns than he did interceptions. So he made the Pro Bowl. He made the Pro Bowl a 10203. So this was kind of his peak. Uh, he also his had a second peak in 95, 96, 97, yeah. Yeah. And his third peak was 07, 08, 09, which he also went to play the uh, Pro Bowl with three different teams. Yeah, I mean, he's he's had two different peaks. Like, I mean, like Brady's had two careers, you could say. Brett Favre, same idea. And technically, he's had three. He had 95, 96, 97. He made the Pro Bowl and was all pro. And then 01, 02, 03, he made the Pro Bowl. And then 07, 08, 09, he made the Pro Bowl for the Packers, the Jets, and the um, Vikings. Which is pretty impressive. It's also like a weird parallel between Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Jimmy G. In where way? they diverge, where Pat's just traded away the young quarterback and the pack made the switch. That's true. Because Brett uh, Favre, he, like he was not, he didn't leave and was washed up. He played well. It's true. He kept going. So maybe we'll yeah. see if that happens with uh, Brady and. Uh... Stidham. Well, at this point, it's done, right? They like, kicked away Jimmy G, and Jimmy G did pretty well. But I wonder what would happen if Aaron Rodgers had been traded away for a second-round pick. Well, it might have. Harvard State on the Packers. Now we got Jordan Love, right? 
Yeah, it's true. Which is yeah. like the same situation as Rodgers and Favre. Yeah, it's different. It's true. Yeah. repeats. Imagine being like a Lions fan, though. Oh. oh, whenever we get, I have a real hardcore, really good friend, Lions fan, and I I texted him because in this game we were watching they had game breaks, and yeah. um, they must have they picked Joey Harrington in the first round this year, I think, and they brought him in the week before, and he had won. And then, like, game break right in the first quarter. Like, Joey Harrington throws a touchdown. Lions are up 7 nothing, And then another game break, like, a yeah, couple of 14 later, nothing. Like, yeah. And then right at the very end, I don't know if you saw this, this is the yeah. second to last note. <laughs> Besides, when they're calling out the tech crew, you know it's a blowout. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they cut to it as 24-24. And yes. instead of running the ball in, <laughs> no time left. The Lions uh, finished a blowout. Oh. <laughs> I'm but you go from like right up there with the Browns with like oh man and Detroit. yeah Favre, Favre dominated the Lions I'm pretty sure like the Lions never won in those 17 seasons at Lambeau I think it's something like that and then they just go right to Brett Favre or uh, Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and then the uh, remember the hail Mary it's just <laughs> oh god yeah that's what it's what the Bills are gonna be this year yeah. <laughs> Um, so other pro bowlers on this, this, uh, Packers team, um, running back Amon green, I've already forgotten about, but do was a good runner. Also yeah. wide receiver, Donald driver, tight end Bubba Franks. Great name. Bubba Franks. I feel like he should have his own, uh, hot dog company, but alas, yeah. that is not the case. Guard Marco Rivera and free safety, Darren Sharper. Oh, the hottest hitting safety in the league, dude. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, uh, in in more ways than one, we found out. Oh, yeah. Careful. Um, so well, I'd read well, the offensive and defensive stars, but you just heard them. They're all the guys that that made the uh, Pro Bowl, except for defensive end. Anybody want to tackle this name? Yep, K- Kabir Gabaha Biamila. Muhammad Kabir Ola Rawaja Gabaha Biamala. Wow. Nicely done. Chris Umatu Mafala. <laughs> <laughs> I love Gabaha Bimala. I had his jersey. What? You did? Just, just because of his name, yeah. From that place in uh, Lawrence that we would go and get the jerseys. Oh, little... yeah. yeah. He's a legend. Yeah, he was a monster, too. You guys want to guess what country he's from? No. Steve? Uh, <laughs> not, not in this climate, I don't. Uh, Ivory Coast. The United States, you dickhead. He <laughs> <laughs> oh, was born in L.A. Yeah, it's a nice setup. <laughs> yeah, I got you good. Two parents uh, of... I don't know. Um, the other player of note on this team, I don't know if you noticed, was uh, backup quarterback Doug Peterson. Yes, I had written that down. Yes, that that Doug Peterson who was um, a very mediocre quarterback in the NFL and was the backup to Brett Favre this year. Did not see the field even once. What do you um, think of him as a coach, Andy? I think he's pretty good. Anybody wow. who's Anybody who's not scared of Bill Belichick, I think you have to give props. And I think the way he coached that Super Bowl, he showed he wasn't. I think it might be the first time you've like, complimented a coach other than Bill Belichick. Give me another coach who I should have complimented. Andy Reid. I love Andy Reid. Yeah, I don't think we've ever talked about him, though. Mike Tomlin. I don't like Mike Tomlin. I think he's overrated. I like Tomlin. 
Maybe he's good, but I don't, I don't think he's as good you as you know what, you uh, know what really fans think he is. on Tomlin. I think we we talked about this with Steve, but his ability to keep the lid on Antonio Brown for like three or four years. Yeah, no, that's fair. What a master class in coaching because as <laughs> yeah. soon as he's gone, it's just like boom, you know. It wasn't Which overnight. Is, even Big Ben, he's like kind of a dickhead yeah. too. Yeah, there's a lot of big. I mean, I bet Juju Smith Schuster is the same way. He seems no. like crazy as well. No, he's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> but Mike Tomlin wants you to believe. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, all right. So, do we want to actually talk about this game? Yeah, I guess. Actually, yeah. Well, this is usually where we give. Well, the, you um, skipped over one important player. Terry Glenn. All oh, right. Oh. All right. Yeah, I was going to bring him up later, but that's fine. Let's. Uh, we can talk about Terry Glenn. Announcers did all goddamn game. Yeah. And the uh, they weren't the only one to notice him. The crowd would boo him voraciously every time his name was announced over the yes but did you notice the booze for glenn weren't as voracious as the cheers for troy brown oh god yeah yeah because this is troy brown's first game back from injury Mm -hmm. since probably the losing streak started yeah right for sure because the last time we saw him they were still winning yeah yeah he got hurt in that uh remember he had those like the first three quarters we had like 15 catches and was absolutely crushing everybody and yeah yeah, yeah, super frustrating for him to get hurt in that game, and oh uh, he was back, and everyone was loving him. Yes, and uh, but he wasn't like fully back. I don't think because he wasn't returning punts. Kevin Paul yeah, I noticed that too. That, who did okay, but he wasn't. He wasn't a Troy Brown. No, Troy Brown might be the best punt return we've ever had. Mm. I mean, Edelman mm-hmm. was up there for a while. I think Edelman's up there too. Put in there, in terms of. Um, Punt returning, Dave Mega was good in terms of being a, a decent human being. I'd probably give that to uh, Troy Brown. Oh, Troy Brown's an absolute sterling example of humanity. Yeah. And also, um, Dave Mega set that bar real fucking low. Don't Never mention heroes. heroes, right, Greg? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure there's a blog about that somewhere. Oh, dude, it's, it's horrific. <laughs> Shit he did. Yeah, he was... Uh, not a great dude. Who's who's wor- actually who's who's a better person? This year's a setup for failure. Oh, Darren boy. Sharper or Dave Meggett. Oh boy. Um well, is Darren Sharper in jail? Yes. Then I'd say Dave Meggett because he isn't? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, Dave Meggett's not in jail? I didn't think so. He has to be. <laughs> you tell me. Stat check. <laughs> All right, I'm a statue like that. If he's out of jail, I'm starting to fucking change.org. <laughs> All right, well, he does that, Steve. You want to talk about this game a little bit? I guess. Uh, this was, I think the game was, uh, it's one of those games that happens every once in a while these days, but it's, yeah. it's, it's been happening the last three games here where the page are very uncharacteristically Sloppy. And turning the ball over and getting a lot of penalties. So in this and game, they like, lost the turnover. snowballs. Pass. Yeah, exactly. So, and it just kills drives, and it's probably what, you know, Browns fans are used to. Like, yeah, obviously, we, we know how this goes, but... That's a great comp. We're right? used to. Yeah, they and this, the I mean, especially... Zero to four in this game. Ugh. And they had 12 penalties for 126 yards. And one of those turnovers was like a screen 
that just Kevin Falk dropped and everyone stood around and watched the other team. That's exactly where I was headed. That was the epitome of unpatriot-like is a questionable play and all the Patriots stopped except for like Richard Seymour on like their field goal, getting a hands to the face penalty, giving them a first down and the chase scored a touchdown. Which then they went and scored a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. They gave up a ton of rushing yards too, right? But that was like, again, I thought they, like they played pretty well early. Yeah. It was 36 for 158, but, um, like the first those. quarter was zero zero. Yeah, they got the first score three nothing. Then that I think it was that dumb, you know, it would have been three three, but then it was seven three, and then there was that I think the screen pass and it was fourteen three, and then it just kind of snowballed from there, and they couldn't like right the ship. But I think like that's like a epitome of the Patriots before two thousand and one, right? I think yeah, it was just. I bet everyone watching that game then were like, oh, there we go. You know, this is just back to normal. And like, lost the last couple games or on a losing streak here. And because even commentators were were touching on it and they showed a stat. Let me see if I took a. uh, Well, like Brady was forcing picks, you know, does a lot of bad decisions on his part. He just like, look, like, I have a note. If he played like this last year, you know, they wouldn't have gone to Super Bowl. He probably wouldn't have started a second year. They would have gone back to Drew Bledsoe. Like, Right. He, in these last couple of games, he's made a bunch of just boneheaded decisions. Like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. And, and actually, speaking of that. Greg, uh, make your uh, time warp noise. Oh, well, you want to update? Dave Meggett is in jail. Oh, he is? Okay. Until the year 2040. Oh, good. And what about, um, what's his face? Sharper? Yeah. Dude, they said he got... I think it was like 2012 or 13, something like that. He only got 20 years, even though he like, there's up to like 16 women that have said he's sexually assaulted him. Good Lord. In four states. <laughs> he was like, he's like a legitimate psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. Because all the stories are the exactly the same and he like drugs them and then rapes them. It's fucking <laughs> horrific. Cool. Like I'm bringing that down. So who do you who do you think is a better person? <laughs> um, Brett Favre, because <laughs> all See? he did was show his dick to people. Now Brett Favre doesn't seem like such an asshole, does he? <laughs> I do He's feel like that was swept under the rug a little bit. Like ah, you know, just a gunslinger shooting a shot. <laughs> if it's an unsolicited dick pic, like pales in comparison to. 16 rapes in four states. <laughs> it does. Yes. It doesn't make it right, but it, yes. But let's not, let's not encourage unsolicited dick pics to our fans. No, no. Solicited not. dick pics, yes. Yes. Yeah, so if yeah. you want to send Greg any, you just... And if uh, I can give a... If I we'll can give out your phone number at the end of this. <laughs> well, Greg has a blanket <laughs> solicit. Yeah, he's just... Yeah, he's so open if, you want, if you want to text Greg any pictures... Well, do you want to hear my theory on this, on sending dick pics? No, I want to hear your cell phone Of course I do. (laughs) (laughs) So the key is, right, you have to do something like slightly humorous so that if it ever sees the light of day, that you can be like, all right, that's that's just funny too, right? So like what (laughs) I would do is like take a picture facing down and be like, yo, check out my new shoes, but then just my penis is in the corner, you know? (laughs) It's plausible <laughs> deniability. Uh, or That's like a reflection funny. of like your TV, but it's not on. 
Yes, exactly. Something like, like that. I was just trying to sell my TV. Yeah. Which I think has actually happened before. Um, but <laughs> where where speaking, were we going with this? <laughs> uh, we were talking about uh, Tom Brady and how badly he's played. Yes. And um, the commentators were actually talking about this. He, he, he had it as good as it could be right from the beginning. Do you think that he is the kind of guy, though, that you can put everything on his back the way they've done during the course of this season? Ask him to throw the ball 40, 50 times and do it all. I mean, John Elway really was not John Elway until Terrell Davis came along. Um, even Brett Favre. You know, until he ended up with Amon Green on this team, it was difficult for him to get it going a little bit. I just don't believe in that one-sided approach that we've seen so far from the Patriots. I know they've had trouble running the ball, but I don't think that's the right approach for this team. First of all, that ba-ding, ba-da-ding with the scores in the bottom, Yep, that's nostalgia. That made me brought back memories, didn't it? (laughs) Yes, you know. The beginning of my romance with uh, Chris Collinsworth. Why do you, you do you not like Chris Collinsworth? You like Chris Collinsworth? Not a big fan, of Chris Collinsworth. Oh my god! I, I like. Chris I don't know anybody who is though. Beat everybody. Yeah, not everybody. Me and Greg, and there's two people right there. Your brothers. Yeah, I can't stand either. Yeah, I can't believe we're doing this. <laughs> I like. I think Collinsworth's great. You fucking. I think he's. I think he's good. Not great, but he. But I like him. He'll call people out. Yeah. Like Gruden. Mr. Super Duper Positive. Aikman can barely get to a sentence. Well, Aikman's just so boring, too. He doesn't, he doesn't yeah. ever have, like, a thought of his own, you know? At least Collinsworth's like... I mean, that's, and that's a valid point. He's brought up there, too, right? Yeah, especially for 2002. Well, bit of a sure. cold take at this point now, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah, yeah but it, at the point of time, and it's a fair point, the Patriots have been on a big losing streak. They they open the season with three games where they're throwing the ball everywhere and spreading people out and everyone's like, Whoa, what is this? And then they go to like thirteen, ten and ten points, you know? Yeah. And you win the previous season on playing like a defensive game with a good rushing attack. And now they've like kind of switched it this year where they're trying to throw the ball all around the place and they're not doing as well. It's a completely valid point for him to make. I mean, he's wrong. I'll I'll build my case. We, we, right, we've had these here. conversations before where... It was weird, though, hearing Aikman and Collinsworth together in the same booth. And Dick Stockton. Those three of them in the booth. Which, if reason. you caught at the very end, if you watch all the way through this whole game to the last couple of seconds, <laughs> which I did. Spoiler alert, Steve, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason Dick Stockton is in there is because Joe Buck is doing the uh, NLCS playoff games. So oh. he was supposed to be a part of this? Yeah. Oh, it's, it was still Buck and Aikman. It would have been Buck, Aikman, and Collinsworth. Oh, fucking kill me. I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah, For Dick me. Stockton was pretty good, actually, I thought. Yeah, Dick Stockton was the saving grace of this. I Way thought. better than fucking Joe Buck. Greg, what's your thought about Joe Buck? You love him, too? Mm, love no, I don't love him. He's he's a little bit better. Like the I've heard like interviews with him not in the booth and he said he's like self-aware which makes yes. him less but he is he it sounds like i don't like the commentators that try and like be intentionally dry like yeah. summer all summer all is to me the worst we and, talked about this in the super bowl episode yeah, where it's yeah. like, been like that was like i guess a thing back then or to be like non-emotional right yeah i don't i don't like that like give me i hate give me, that too, yeah give me some juice 
And Tony so Romo what? has gone in the exact opposite direction where he's almost too much involved. Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I like it. I'm I love it. With it. But like, because they're all thinking this, feeling the same way. So Greg, if that if that pissed you off, uh, I bet you don't want to hear my uh, thoughts on the referees in this game. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> uh, well, you were... want me to you want me to just do it for you? Yeah, go ahead. Well, the referees were just absolutely reprehensible. <laughs> oh, no, that's too big of a word for Andy. Yeah, because, uh, yeah I've, I've had too much wine for that that sort of word. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Andy. Tell me what uh, your thoughts are. The referees, I think, learned a new trick in this game, and that was uh, pass interference. They they must have read that recently in Referee Monthly or something and what it was because mm. they were calling it almost on every deep ball. And I don't even think they would have been called in today's NFL, but they were calling pass interference on fucking anything. They were, it was, and it was a lot of, you know, on the Packers, like for the Packers, at least I thought that as well was a little one-sided and and very ticky tacky. Even uh, Collinsworth was calling it out too, though. That's why I like Collinsworth. He's like on both sides, but yeah, I think that the Packers ended up probably with more pass interference calls overall, but like, all the ones they call, like none of them were actually legitimately pass interference. There, were, there was one awful review too. It was like a third down where like he went out, Donald Driver caught the ball and kind of fumbled yeah. it out of bounds. Yeah, and didn't have I didn't, control. I didn't it. watch it. And they called it incomplete on the field and then they overturned it for some reason, which was stupid. Yeah, but again, I watched these live or I watched these on Plex and I, there's that 30 second skip button. Oh, it I was 10. It was yeah. three minutes of just skips. Watching the same play over and over again in slow-mo. Oh, well, that, see, that I agree worth getting it wrong. I can agree with, like, process-related things, right? If you're like, oh, the review process blows, that needs to be fixed. But to just be like, oh, these refs suck, like, they're humans, you know? I, I you agree, but, like, learn a new thing and you, and I, you, you or I could not do a better job. Well, I could. I've done it. A key part of this game. <laughs> key part of this game was when Ty Law got hurt and Ben Kelly came in. Yes. Yeah. Who remembers Ben Kelly? I nope. do from last season because I had a note in two games because he was returning kicks, and the note was, "Who the fuck is Ben Kelly?" Two weeks. This is my first time hearing Ben kicks. Kelly in my life. What an anonymous name too for an anonymous cornerback, right? So he came back. I'm like, oh, there's Ben Kelly. But he has that, um, that first, like, he comes in and Brett Favre picks on him, and he has a pretty good pass. He has his head around. He's got the guy on his back, and he's, like, fighting yeah, for the ball. Almost and they picks call it a PI on him. And that was the worst one. And, and then they just go after him. Like, and then Brett Favre just goes after Ben Kelly immediately over and over again, all the way down to, like, the five-yard line, yeah, as he should. Yeah. It's third third round, the, the injury was um, the – the announcer was like, oh, we think he's going through the concussion protocol because they're doing the finger in front of his face and stuff. He doesn't look like he's raw there. The official word is the wind is knocked out of him. Oh, yeah. That's old I school. Thought, oh, just like Drew Bledsoe. Concussed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drew Bledsoe had the wind knocked out of him too. Yeah, he had a collapsed lung. Yeah. Yeah, literally the wind knocked out of him. Jesus. You were thinking that. It's just so not wrong. Way to say you got a stinger, okay? <laughs> <laughs> or just hockey. It's an upper body injury. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. There weren't really any Patriots that had good games. Ty Law, Ty Law did play pretty well. 
he played okay until he got hurt, and then yeah. like that's that's bad. He had a big um, third down stop in that first quarter too. You know, he did. Yeah. Uh, Terry Glenn did not have a good game. I thought no. watching Brett Favre throw to Terry Glenn is the reason I hate Brett Favre, uh, and also Terry Glenn because Terry Glenn would give up on a route and Brett Favre would throw it anyway, even though it was triple covered. <laughs> he never completed it. What the fuck are both of you doing? He did. He had eight targets with three catches for 19 yards. Yeah. He had an awful drop, too. Where he was like, would have been way open if he actually tried hard, and then he hit him in the hands. He just dropped it anyways. Yeah. Not great. Uh, but uh, Brett Favre, his second touchdown of the game was his 300th all-time. They said uh, there's only four 300-yard, 300-touchdown quarterbacks at that point. There were. And one was like Frank Tarkenton or something. How many are there now? Probably like 70 would be my guess. Uh, I'm going to say... Stat check. 42. Stat check. Yeah. Got a guess before you Google it, Greg? Uh, You're saying 42? I'm going to say like 10. 300? <laughs> or yeah. three in 2002. I'm saying 18. I'm saying 10. Greg, Andy, you just said 70. Yeah, well, that was fuck, That was a joke. Oh, well, I was going off your guess. <laughs> Why would there be so right, fine. Price is right rules. Let's go. <laughs> oh my god. Um let's see. Yeah, come on, Greg. What you got? Do you want me to give you the stat or are you still guessing? No, yeah, it's good. I, I guess ten, Steven guess forty two. <laughs> <laughs> I guessed what, eighteen? Yeah. There are twelve quarterbacks that have Ooh. three plus touchdowns. Can we name All right, them? Can we name them? Yeah. Brett Favre, Fran Tarkenton. Yeah. Peyton Manning. Tom Brady. Yeah, Don, Dan four. Marino. Oh, Dan Marino? He was in that montage yep. during the game, yep. and there I did, I, was in there. 420. Sweet, dude. Sweet. Nice. Um, who else has been really good for a long well, time? Well, there, there was four of them given to us in the game. Yeah, I didn't pay attention. I just paid attention to Frank Tarkenton. It was Frank Tarkenton, Dan Marino, Brett Favre, and... We were talking about him earlier, I think. Doug Peterson. <laughs> Maybe we Look, he has 40. Um, John Elway. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so, you got most, so the rest of them are all within the – they're either active. What they're all John active. Montana? Is he on there? No. Wow. Okay. I thought that too quick because I did that montage and I was like, I can't believe Montana's not on there. He's oh, especially um, playing with Jerry Rice. Drew Brees will be on there. Drew Brees is number one. Oh, right. Of course, yeah. For, so, yeah, Ryan? One through five. We got Brees, Brady, Manning, Favre, Marino. You're missing six, seven, eight, nine, and 11. And the rest of those are active? Correct. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is 11. Nice. Um, they got to be playing for a little bit. So gotta be Two of them were drafted and traded together on draft day. Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger is one of them, but that's not what I was thinking of. Eli. Oh, uh, Eli. Yeah. And Phil. And Phil. And Phil Rivers. Eli has 300 that's touchdowns. Nine. 366. Doesn't he have as many interceptions as he has touchdowns? <laughs> Probably. Uh, let's see. Who else are we missing? We talked about him earlier. James Winston. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about him earlier. We've talked about a lot of people. Brett Favre. You might have mentioned him, but um, Chad Pennington, 
Time's up. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, fuck. Of course. God damn. Yeah, we definitely. Carson Palmer is 294. Wow. Vinny Testaverde, 275. Love that. Warren Moon, 291. Bledsoe, 251. I was just going to ask where Bledsoe was. Yeah. So he's he's right there. He's knocking on the doorstep. Boomer, 247. All right. So... Jameis is 116 with 121 touchdowns. For now. For now. Would you guys be mad or what would you what would your opinion be if the Pats signed Cam Newton? We talked about this um, with Bobby a little bit on that Panthers just, episode. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. That changed my opinion significantly. Really? In what way? Yeah. Because he's like, dude, Cam Newton's good. I agree. And he gets a bad rap. And I think he's right. I agree. I just don't think the Patriots are in a position to but like sign my, a big name uh, free agent quarterback right now. Yeah, but I'd rather like if we have to go to a backup, I almost would rather be comfortable going to Cam Newton than Brian Hoyer, who gives you a better chance to win. Back, he's not going to sign as a backup. He has to be That's a starter. Thing, yeah. Well, if he wants, I mean, yeah, too. Just, and but like, there's no starting jobs left in the offense, NFL. Right? So you, I mean, Belichick will obviously give him a chance to compete. That's what I'm saying. I, I would love him. You get him at a bargain right now. Like of all the free agent quarterbacks, you're talking about the Red Rocket, whatever his name is. Halton uh, signed. Joe Flacco. Is, yeah, all those guys. I was like, please no. Right. But Cam Newton, I'm like, yeah, you could He's be all right. You could, yeah. Yeah, you could like theoretically make a Super Bowl with Cam Newton. And the other part is you don't have to like switch your offense for him either. Like some of those quarterbacks. Yeah. He can run, but he can also throw. And he's like, I don't know. He's just so high upside that it's like, all right, we have a chance in any game. Whereas like Andy Dalton, you're like, oh, just don't blow this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and the Brian NFL is such a like, matter. what have you done for me recently? Like this fantasy football season, the one that just ended, my, my two quarterbacks were Andy Luck and Cam Newton. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm sitting fine. And then Locke retires before the season and Cam Newton doesn't play a snap. And I was absolutely screwed the whole year. But like going into the year, you're like, yeah, Andrew Locke and Cam Newton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two yeah, of the top right. 15 quarterbacks in the league. I would sign him if there was a stipulation in the contract that he can't write in those stupid hieroglyphics, hieroglyphics. on his fucking <laughs> social media. <laughs> what, like, how has his publicist not been like, dude, just drop drop the fucking stupid font. <laughs> like it's not doing you any favors in the public. Yeah, that might be part of the reason he's not signed right now. Oh, well, if you play on the Patriots, no social media at all, anyways, right? Well, it, think about it. Right? It's like the perception mat- matters as much as anything. We've seen it with Kaepernick. Of is this guy going to come in and keep his head down and play? Right? I think right. the Patriots care less about that, though. Yeah, yeah. I think they just. Think I think you're probably right. Gonna- It'll sort it itself matters. out more than anything. It, like that, if you're his publicist, right? You say, dude, this is an easy win if you just drop the hieroglyphics. Like, if you want to dress funny, that's fine, you know? Yeah. Uh, whatever, like, style's a big thing to you. But the hieroglyphics, like, <laughs> what's, I don't just drop it. it. You're going to make more money. Yeah, he's already made a ton of money, so I don't know if he really cares because he yeah, came I out I don't know when if, those rookie contracts are crazy. It. Yeah, it's true. That's true. But I, I don't even know if that's it. Like, Again, I don't know I if his agent like, or anybody really gives a shit in terms of like the business side of things. I think they I don't do. think anybody's been like, oh, well, you, if you drop this, you'll make more money. Cause I don't think that's. Well, your quarterback is like the face of your franchise. If it's some other random player, maybe not, but. 
But that's, that's part of the bad stigma, you know? I mean, yeah. who cares if you write some stupid hard... I, I actually didn't know that until just now, to be honest, because I've never Wait. followed Cam Newton on social media. Look it up, Steve. It's hilarious. I'm sure it is hilarious. And I've <laughs> yeah, seen his, his post-game interviews, which are equally... I'm just assuming it looks like how he dresses. Yes, it does. So, yeah. I already got it. I don't need to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I don't care. As long as you can throw the goddamn ball. And, again, my point earlier, I think you can be a better chance to win than Hoyer. I mean, we know what Hoyer is. Well, don't get me wrong. I love Hoyer, but Cam Newton probably will give you a better chance to win. Yeah, but you got to sign him as a starter if you're signing him. I don't think – I mean, at some point, Cam Newton's going to be like, well, there's no starting jobs left. Where am I going to go where I have the best chance to start? It's probably where they're starting Jarrett Stidham, who could be a boom or a bust. Right. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, and we'll count it out. Sign, People talk about Kaepernick getting blackballed, but how the hell has Cam Newton not been signed? Yeah, dude has an MVP, and like he was injured. It wasn't like he was sucked. I mean, he yeah. sucked, but because he's like a foot fracture. And he won the MVP like within the last like three, four years. Yeah, right. he took a team to a Super Bowl. Like he's legit good, like extremely good. Yes. Hey, I don't get it. And like you, you see ESPN writing all these articles. Who's gonna sign Kaepernick? Dude, it, that's what drives me crazy about ESPN is like it, it's it's just so like transparently clickbait where you oh, yeah. have like the same quarterback who is everybody knows is legit good who's also not signed. Talk about him, you know? But that's not that what drives the clicks. So that's, yeah, exactly. And it's just the so same with talk radio. They, they, they come up thing. with bullshit points so that you'll argue with them and call in and they can get an hour's worth of content over it. We would yep, never I'm, do that on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> You're on Patriots Dynasty. We watch games from 20 years ago. <laughs> Describe each play in depth. I actually have something I want to say that I I'm think sorry, is a I hot take. Did I start this podcast with a hot take? <laughs> Wait, what was your first hot take? That it he's a murderer. A, that he's a serial killer, yeah. Oh, yes. Our serial killer. I think he meant the whole thing, the whole concept. And that was so long ago, I can't remember. What concept of what? This whole podcast. Yeah. Episode oh, one, take. season one. I only stayed for half of it. I went to the bar. <laughs> Mid-podcast, you left? Yeah. It's not a good sign for listeners. He did, yeah. He, uh, Dude, terrible. On the podcast. is leaving. He did. It's week one versus the Bengals. Who cares? That was an important Apparently not game. Steve Brown. I do have a hot take, though. Let's hear it. Uh-huh. The refs taking their hat off as a penalty flag is dumb. <laughs> yeah, they should just have multiple flags. No, just throw the goddamn flag. Why the fuck are you taking your hat off for that one specific penalty? That's fair. What? Where is that a goddamn rule? There's so many stupid fucking rules. <laughs> well... You got oh, well, the tight end wasn't covering around. up the offensive line tackle, so that's a penalty. What? But you have to know there's a second penalty called. That's why they throw them like live during the play. I don't get it. What do you mean? No, the the guy going out of bounds and touching it illegally. They're supposed to throw the hat for some reason. Yeah, as well as they throw it if there's a second penalty and they don't have a second flag. No, no, no. They will also do the, that the too. Legal yeah, touching penalty. Thing. They throw their hat off. Yeah, same with like game, if a gunner runs out of bounds and doesn't come back in, they throw their hat. This is the worst part. In this game, they did it, 
but the guy didn't throw his hat off. So the refs huddle and the ref takes his hat off. <laughs> and then he throws, throws his hat off. Yeah. yeah, that shit's hilarious. And then hilarious. they can see them laughing in their huddle. Like, yeah. oh, you forgot to take your hat off and throw it on the ground, yeah. bro. <laughs> Which so clearly because... serves absolutely no purpose. And that was okay. a bullshit-ass penalty, too. It negated a, 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 an amazing Dion Branch he, catch, too. Yeah, baller, bro. Which he sucks. snagged that thing. Don't they do that um, if there's two? If there's a second penalty, too? Yes. They might. Which is why they should carry multiple flags. They should carry a yellow flag and a red flag. Yes. Well, but no, we're, that's a challenge flag, Andy. Yeah. Get rid of challenge flags. Make those purple. Just make every player reviewable. No, make those, make those pink yeah, for um, breast cancer awareness. And then the red flag would be if you have a second um, personal foul and you're kicked out of the game. So red flag should be. But, but pink and red are too similar of colors. You can't have both of them. You know what was worse? <laughs> These are conversations they've probably had. Yeah. <laughs> what about for the colorblind? Uh, so no red and green. Good then. point, Steve. This is pretty problematic now that I think about it. All right, blue, blue flag, yeah. like in like in indoor soccer, you get a blue card and you have to sit out for two minutes. I've had a lot of those. Yeah, you have a lot of those. Referees don't like being indoor because you just hack. And then I tell them how to do their job correctly. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. Andy hates refs. You would <laughs> news at eleven. At least you're consistent, Andy. You hate all refs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, me and referees don't get along, which is great because I, I used to be a um, flag football ref in, in college for the flag, like the, what's it, flag football that they would do? I'm sure everyone hated you. Yeah, they definitely did. No, I was never the head referee, so thank you. No, they still did. Yeah. Good. Fuck it. all refs. <laughs> I hated myself, so it worked out well. All right. You guys want to do uh play of the game? Um, no. Yes. Because I don't think we'll have the same one. Yeah, I went nothing else. All right, Steve, give me your play of the game. Oh, I actually have like four, so I want you guys to go to first. Pick one, you prick. No, I want you guys to go first, so I don't pick yours because you, Greg. I didn't. I know didn't watch the game. Yeah, and doesn't have one. Greg you know. is like whatever touchdown he saw on the fucking highlights. Well, isn't that a valid choice for play of the game? The yeah, one, that's what I'm saying. So I'm not going to take that from you, Greg. All right. Yeah, Greg, maybe you should go first. All right, I'll go first. Whatever <laughs> play we scored our touchdown on, that was my play of the game. David, David Givens, Givens. First, first catch. David Givens' first catch, four yards touchdown with 6.03 left in the third, fourth quarter. Which Garbage time. But catch, you know, Brown was right. Touchdowns are touchdowns. It was actually his second catch of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his third, he had three catches on the game. Brady went right back to him after that touchdown. Shout out David Givens. David Givens. Givens guy. From? From? Ooh, I don't know. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. They mentioned it. Yeah, that's right. I used to have the Notre Dame hat, if you remember back in the day. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was like big into Notre Dame because I loved David Givens. God. Is weird. that why? I thought you were just chasing No, yeah, because I loved David Givens. That's why I was like all about Notre Seventh Dame. round draft pick. Yeah, he was their last last pick, they kept saying. Mm-hmm. He wasn't Mr. Irrelevant, though, was he? He was 253 uh, overall. Yeah. What was Brady? He was somewhere in that range, right? 199. <laughs> what is it? 199. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there was, he was 253 out of 261 picks. You know, the guy he was good. After he him? was good for a long time. We've already talked about Kivens and his like touchdown streak in the playoffs. 
We have? Yeah. We talked about this in the, one of the playoff episodes. Oh, good. He caught a total of four touchdowns at college. Really? Yeah, I, I think they didn't throw the ball back then yeah. at Notre Dame. Yeah. They were like a run-heavy offense. I wish he'd stayed. That would have been sweet. He's Him and Malcolm Mitchell are like the same person in my memory. Givens was way better than Malcolm Mitchell, Dude, but the same know. type of receiver for sure. Malcolm and Mitchell was good. He just had same trajectory too, though, of like exactly. played really well for a short stint and then had a really bad injury, and we never saw him again. I'm telling you, you're about to find out. Givens played well for longer than a short stint. He played out his rookie contract, then left. That's what I'm saying, though, is that Malcolm Mitchell only played I, Malcolm a Mitchell was, was going to be that guy, but his knees fell apart. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, same so, type of receiver, same. Yeah. Almost personality, too. All right, Andy, what's your play of the game? So my play of the game was uh, the replay they showed of Ty Law and Loy Malloy ganging up on the gunner on a, on a punt return. And they were talking about how Ty Law lulled him into a false sense of security. And Laurie Malloy came out of nowhere and just lit this guy up multiple yeah. times, like lit him up so he fell over and then hit him like three times while he was on the ground, just wouldn't let him up. Yeah, he blindsided him. Co- the commentator goes. something along the lines of, I think Laurie Malloy got confused. He thought that was Terry Glenn and it wasn't. <laughs> also in that same vein where that Packers guy didn't call fair catch. Yes. And lawyer and was like Bucky gunner. Jones. <laughs> that was the Bucky, right? And he just, yeah, it was. It was a, it was bad. Like he timed that ball coming in the hit absolute yeah. perfect. And he, he bobbled it. it, and yeah, and he just found the back to the five. We couldn't recover it. If we had covered that, that would have been a different game. New game. Yep, I agree. Um, so that was my that play of the game. Feeling punts. Oh, it's gonna be terrifying. You just have to look up in the air, yeah, and just wait for someone to just light you up. I would call for a catch every time. I think. Yeah. Right. Fuck it. Yeah, I definitely would. And yeah. then even if you do catch it and start running, like everybody has a full head of steam coming right at you. Yeah. And oh, it's yeah. Like certain players you can tell have that like instinct where the, I think they can keep like one eye on the ball and one eye on the field. Yeah. Trey Brown. Like the true instance. good punt returners can like not they know what's coming. Oh, yeah. of course. Like they can catch it and immediately make a move because they know that guy is coming hard on their right sort of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what was what was the guy in the Pats that we drafted high? That cornerback from Alabama was recent. Oh yeah, yeah. He went to the Ravens. Uh, What's his yeah. name? And oh. He, you could tell he didn't have it. <laughs> you he, like the ball was in the air, yeah. and you could tell he was just like nervous. He's like staring the ball down because he. I think he like up. he fucked up some early ones, and that yeah. just killed him. Yeah. yeah. And it'd be like calm, fair catcher, no one's around him, or like getting lit or up. Yep. Um, Poor bastard. Cyrus Jones or something like that. That was it. Cyrus Cyrus Jones. Cyrus the virus. See, this is why I had you guys go first. Those two were in my plays of the game. Oh, my God. What a surprise. Well, now I have one that I watched it all the way through, and I saw this, and I loved it. (laughs) Okay, let's hear it. Way, way deep in. um, This is between my – the stadium is empty note and – Joey Harrington blew it note. Um, <laughs> so we get our, just say garbage time. We get it. <laughs> yeah. We get our first sack, I think, of Brett Favre. Oh, yeah, Brett Favre. Yeah, Bobby Hamilton gets it. 
and uh, he comes up and he's like he's doing some of his hands look at he's making like a like a a motion like he's rolling his hands over each other and i was like is he celebrating a sack down you know 28 to 10 with a minute and a half left like what an asshole (laughs) and i realized he's calling time out and i was like oh that's right yeah (laughs) i like that yes that was a good one but even like at least Bobby Hamilton's playing hard all the way through the whistle and understanding like, you know, cause I was third down, you know, they have to punt out their own end zone. Maybe we block yeah. a punt and get a touchdown. And it's kind of like 17, 28, you know? Yeah. And they, I, I mean, the Patriots went down throwing too. Like they didn't just take a knee at the end. Like they got the ball back and they were still trying to throw it down the field, even though they were down 28, 10 with like under a minute left. You know? Also Brett Favre played this whole game, which I thought was a little strange. You can tell Brett Favre he can't. He, he yeah, can't that's right. It's, like a little, it's a little Tom Brady-ish too. They kept showing all of his like celebrations on touchdowns, and he's like headbutting people in the face and stuff, and just like <laughs> well, he did the three hundred with like linemen still though. But like even after, like they had a rushing touchdown, he's like grabbing all the linemen, headbutting them in the face, and like pushing them around. Yeah, he's the best. He's just. Uh, an I like that part of Brett Favre. I generally don't like Brett Favre though. No, you. I have a, a take on this, Steve. You don't like the way that the media treats Brett Favre. That's that's not unfair. I think you're right. And you would. Uh, that's why a I lot would of people appreciate hate Brady. a more measured approach to Brett Favre. Yeah, it's the same thing with Brady. That's why people hate him. They think that Brady's awesome. They think that the media slobs his knob a little bit, which is but Brady. Awesome. But the problem is, like Brady, like his knob deserves to be slobbed. You know, like the performance on the field deserves the knob slobbing. So does Brett Favre. Does it though? You just, you're the one who told us he has as many turnovers as he has touchdowns. He's a one to one machine. Yeah, he's also won MVPs. He's won Super Bowls. Cool. He played because, like, because the media is slobbing his knob. You'll think, like, MVP's fourth all time in teams are just voting. Fourth all time in yards. He's, he's first all time interceptions. I, wait, I'm sorry. Weren't you the one that told us that he won an MVP throwing more interceptions than touchdowns? Yeah. No, he made the Pro Bowl. <laughs> that's, that's, that's knob slobbing. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Have anybody else? Gets, I'm just else. saying you need to. No, I think I, I think people bias. hate Brady because he's like too consistently good and it's always crushing dreams. As opposed, I mean, I, I get a little bit of the media knob slobbing, but like the media knob slobbing is because he's doing so well. The Brett Favre knob slobbing was undeserved based on his play. He was, I'm not saying he's bad and not good. He was good, but they made him to be, oh, and they just dismiss his mistakes. Like, oh, he's just a gunslinger. And anytime he'd scramble out the pocket and throw, only Brett Favre can make that play. Oh, it's true. So many times. That play he makes when he's in Minnesota and he, sure, that touchdown. But you know what I'm but talking about, right? They don't That's they don't the greatest they don't, football plays I've ever seen. They don't they don't count the flip side of the coin when he rolls out and throws a fucking million pick sixes too. Like Gross. yeah, Brett Favre plays a risky game. Sometimes he makes big plays like that, and sometimes he throws pick six. That's why he has a one to one turnover to interception, uh, turnover to touchdown ratio. Here's a hot take. There's no he's, measure. To it. They're always like, wow, what a great play by Brett Favre. And when he throws a pick, uh, ball, you know, a poor man's version of Pat Mahomes. Uh, okay. Their games are very similar, yeah. He's Pat Mahomes, but with more mistakes. He's Pat Mahomes yes. if Pat Mahomes couldn't read a coverage. 
He's more charismatic than Pat Mahomes, though. Yeah. I don't know. Pat Mahomes I mean, with Pat's, that voice Pat's of his? He's still pretty young. Pat Dude, he is really like, young. he's football. You know what I'm saying? That's why a lot of people relate to him is because he's just like a normal dude that happened to be really good. Yeah. He's like he an awesome guy. Huh? He wears <laughs> Wranglers, Wranglers, you know? Exactly. He's, a, he's just a real comfortable dude. <laughs> he is exactly. exactly. Real comfortable <laughs> painkillers. Yeah. And Brady's over here like Mr. Flexibility eating oh, like, yeah, yeah. water <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> like that shit. Married to his Super Bowl, uh, supermodel wife. Yeah. He is. He's a fucking, he's a, Brady's a robot. Yeah. Brett Favre, Brett Favre is a normal person. I, I'm, I'm not debating that. Well, I if I played football, I would definitely be addicted to painkillers. <laughs> I don't think you need it. to play football. So, yeah, so what's your excuse now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they make me feel good. <laughs> they make me real comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> real comfortable painkillers. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of my favorite things to do is prescription drugs that I do not have prescription to. Yeah. <laughs> we talked a lot about that on this podcast. I feel like we should probably have a, a spinoff podcast of just Greg and all the drugs he's done. I got to join a football league just to rationalize it. <laughs> but you play soccer, just rationalize that. Be like, yeah, I got bad knees. I need all these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, all this I, I do have bad knees. You're right. Dude, there you go. That's a good point, Andy. Break out the cocaine. I'm not broken. <laughs> well, you <laughs> the are. The system's broken. Yeah. <laughs> You're broken also. Well. Blame Big Pharma. <laughs> so, uh, who we got next week? Uh, well, I have yeah. one more play of the game. Oh, wait. Dude, you went, but all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. This I've one's Steve Brown on your, your list of every single fucking play on the I, game. I got all the games. We'll see if I, uh, Is it the Loyal Malloy timed up sack? No. It is third and 10, 12 minutes, 50 seconds left. In the, oh, in the I half. know what you're talking about. Brady's in the shotgun. Drops back to pass, and uh, the right end comes off clean. Matt Light did not have a good game in this. He did not. Like Baja Biamila. And he um, was pretty good. Basically, has Brady dead to rights, you know, blindside strip sack. And Brady somehow manages to pass the ball to his left hand so he doesn't drop it and takes a couple steps to his left, puts it back in his right hand, and rifles the ball to our boy Troy Brown who's very excited to make this catch um, almost third and 10 is yards. Pretty... Yeah. yeah 13 yards keeps the drive alive and um, I'm pretty sure they don't go on to score this but at the same point this was like one of those Brady trying to do his Brett Favre impression actually I think it was the third the, the field goal drive it may have been it was right I after the Loyal Malloy and Tylaw combo punt coverage yeah I think you're right and Falk had a football. sweet blitz pickup on that. If, I don't know. They, they highlighted it in the commentary where they did. Uh, yeah. Like uh, Ty, Kevin Falk took on a linebacker, just yeah. stoned it. Absolutely just straight up. Just a lot of like backs cut them, you know? Yeah. No, uh, he's, he's just like, yeah, got under his okay. pads and just stoned it straight up. There you go, Greg. While Matt like gets beat like a rug. Yeah. That's my favorite thing to like see highlights of. Is running backs making huge blocks? Yeah, because you know it like goes under the radar. There was actually an interesting going back to last week. Um, <clears throat> I think it was it was Ricky Williams talking about Mike Dicka 
and how like their relationship. Oh yeah. And he said that like he made like a huge block on one play and then he came off the field and Mike Dick has said to him, like, that's the best play I've seen you make all season. You keep doing that, you're gonna be like a great player in this league. Damn. And Ricky Williams is like, that's when I knew that like we were gonna be a fit. I was like, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, if you can't blitz pick up, you can't start for the Patriots. Yep, right. You got the video for me here, Andy? Yeah, here you go. It's Kevin Falk down there. Oh, yeah, Kevin. Yeah, right. dude. He just, like, washes him out. He pushes but him into this, the line. Yeah, but this play was, like, it was definitely Kevin Falk. Troy dude, Brown, very Troy Brown's, he's fucking yeah, I think That might have been yeah, Troy's first watch, catch of the game. Watch Kevin Falk here. No, it wasn't. He got the first catch of the game. But just, like, dude, pushes him backwards. <laughs> yeah. But Brady, watch, watch Brady's hands on this play. Tucks it to his other hand. Puts it back, two steps, balls out. First down on third and ten. Keeps it driving. There was another play later in the game where he like avoids two guys and he throws it incomplete, but like Yeah, that was a good one too. Just one, two, and like it showed his this started to be where you could kind of see his like elite in the pocket movement. Right. I yeah. mean, even up to this point, you hadn't quite seen that yet that we're so used to of like his pre-natural sense of like there's a guy coming up, let me take one step up. And he goes yes. right by me, sort of thing. There's a little bit more of that in this game. Yeah, I think we, same same as the punt return thing, right? It's yeah, keeping your eyes yeah. downfield, but also like feeling pressure. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great comp, Greg. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, I, I wonder if this goes because I know we talked about Brady practicing his play action as well, like a few weeks ago. And I wonder if this is something that he has to practice as part of that too. Because if you ever see his like workout videos and shit online these days it's all about like he's just in his shell and he's you know in his helmet he's dropping back to pass he has guys just like punching him with boxing gloves on while he's like keeping his head downfield and and like moving around as if he's in a pocket so i wonder if that was like an active part of the things that he works on during the off season and then he lengthens his hamstrings by mm. who's sending them vigorously yeah me too yeah it's all about length andy <laughs> At least that's as I'm getting as he gets tackled, he thinks length and pliability, length and pliability. Oh yeah, and he drinks a ton of water too. That's why he doesn't get sunburned. We can say it's about working. That part, that part of his whole his whole book did not help him in that like regular guy sort of approach either. Yeah, Brett Favre is out there you doing think? like the copper like what a sleeve shit ads. Regular guys like yeah, copper that sounds good. It kills like you know. That'll be great for my arthritis. And Brady's like, nah, bro, just drink a shitload of water and stretch a bunch. Yeah, and stop eating strawberries. Yeah. Everybody hates stretching. I've never no had light shades. Yeah. I love stretching. What do you mean you love stretching? I love it. I feel so good. Yoga is different. I'm on team Andy. I don't I love that's, stretching though. That's just stretching though, because if I don't stretch, I just I feel like I'm a hundred years old. So when you go play soccer, you stretch before? Yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, well I, now I'm also kicking 40's door down, so I kind of have to. Otherwise, uh, bad, very bad things will happen. I think stretching helps me poop better, so I'm, I'm kind of a big stretcher. I'm, I've never had a problem pooping, not going to lie. Me neither, but like, I'm more relaxed just in general. You know, you should try like the Asian pooping. Like, like have you got a squat? Yeah, squat on top of the toilet seat. Yeah, I'm all set with that. See, when I'm going in there, I'm going Most in there for help. a while. Like I, my, my bathroom, my sanctuary. 
So I'm, you know, I'll bring a book or I'll bring my phone or something, you know, maybe bring my computer, bring a guitar, just, just twiddle around a bit. So just me, myself, uh, and my turds. Love it. <laughs> I agree. I'm on a schedule, so it's nice. Oh, yeah, I'd much rather poop like while I'm on the clock as well. Four or five times today, I'm going to get a little 10, 15 minute break where I can just fuck around on my phone. You guys oh, ever, damn. Like, you like, you'll like sit down and you, you won't sit far enough back and it kind of pinches your, uh, your old wiener there. And then you stand up and you realize that you haven't peed. And then you turn around and pee. No. No, because I'm a fucking grown up. What, what the hell? Do you just did you not learn how to do this growing up? How do you not notice that you're pinching your dick and you can't? Pit? I've right? I've thought about this a lot. Like I've never shit, but not piss. Even if right, I, I peed like to. 20 minutes beforehand, like a little bit of pee comes out just in my relaxation. You know, like I relax. Yeah, I don't like think I, I could have. I wanted to. A couple of drippy drips of pee, and then the poop comes out. This is not where I thought how this. You, Episode would go, by the way. But well, into- it's only ever happened to me under the influence of marijuana, but it's happened. <laughs> and I, and I think I think that's what's happening. I'm not positive, but I <laughs> stood up and be like, "Oh, I forgot to pee," and then I'll turn around and pee. <laughs> no, I, I, how many times are you talking, Greg? I don't know, like five to ten, maybe. Over my life, over my life, <laughs> once a month. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, it never happened to me. I guess no, uh, we could put a poll out on, on our social media and find out how many people have forgotten to piss while they're shitting. I don't know if I want that poll associated well, with us, but yeah. Everyone I, mean, I, I have, have asked. Have you ever pinched had... your dick off on the front of the toilet while you're shitting and forgotten to forgot. piss? <laughs> everyone I've asked has had the same reaction, so I think I'm in the minority. Yeah, <laughs> I think you might be. The minority yeah, I mean, the one. closest I've got is I will sit there for too long and cut off circulation to my legs, and I can't stand up anymore. Oh, yeah. We have a, we have a picture of Greg with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right, because he fell oh, asleep yeah. on the toilet. Yeah, the, the biggest red ring around your ass of all time. Yeah, that was funny. How long were you The funniest part the was toilet? the fact that you posted that into the, the Brown family chat. I did? That it, oh yeah, I think Kelly did. Whoa! No, I think it was Greg. Mom no, I'm pretty sure it. it was Kelly. That's brutal. Oh, everyone's seen that photo, Greg. Yeah, I'm I mean, surprised it's not in the family calendar. It's objectively I, mean, I, I actually printed hilarious. it out and, and posted it up um, around uh, my town. Just put it on, on polls and said, uh, you know, have you seen this? This these cheeks? They're not missing. I just wanted you to see them. <laughs> well, so let's just give our, our, our listeners some context here. Yeah, I, we were out Please drinking do. in Boston, staying at like a hotel, and I left early because I was like, oh, I'm too bamboozled. So I went back to the hotel by myself, got into the, to the, went to the bathroom, was on the toilet in the bathroom, and I think what, it, what had happened was I was marijuana again. <laughs> unbelievable but it's like a theme one of the the guys who was staying in the same hotel room came back like an hour later and i was still sitting there with my pants and my ankles with like a bowl in my hand <laughs> so he like grabbed me and like dragged me to my to the bed and like threw me face down and then there's a picture with like my pants around my ankles of just my butt cheeks with this <laughs> huge red circle from where the toilet seat because i hadn't put the seat down 
at the rim. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, he sat on the rim? <laughs> you can oh. one picture of like me sitting on the toilet and you can see the seat's not done. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't know you sat on the rim, bro. That's yeah. even worse. Hang on. So, so back to your other story of but, forgetting to pee. Is that, is the rim down on that one? Is the uh, yes. seat down in those stories? It okay. is. It is. <laughs> I think that's my problem. Yeah, maybe you should just not straight ball. Seat. I should just raw dog it from here and on. Here and mm-hmm. on. You should just squat every time. Problem solved. Yeah, I think there is something to squatting. <laughs> not gonna rule it out. Uh, all right. Speaking of um, coiled turds, you guys want to do your best and worst? Oh, you know what we haven't done? Speaking of coil turds. Um, the Super Bowl trophy thing, right? Yeah, we haven't, we haven't given this game a watchability score. It's so we'll start. With, I think we'll start with Greg because um, that way you can get the watchability score of the highlights of this game. Well, the highlights are worth watching, I think. The uniforms yeah, of, were unique. Oh, good call. Um, the prime yeah, time plays is to keep, on. keep you interesting? Yeah, the prime time is on YouTube, so... True, Chris Berman, classic. Yeah, as far as goes, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna bow out of these these ratings, <laughs> given that I don't watch the games. <laughs> so, I give us a watchability of the highlights because they're always like four Lombardies. Some some are like six though, and you can yeah. always tell how long they are too. Yeah, I mean, the longer the highlight, the better. Yeah, yeah it was a pretty good highlight, I guess. <laughs> four. <laughs> what are we out of six? <laughs> Just let me not do these ones. <laughs> you, you're no, setting it's much, it's much better when you do it. Well, listen, you struggle through it. All right, fine. From here on out, Andy, I'm just going to give you one word answers. Four. Okay, great. That's all I need. Cool. Four. Okay, that's, that's pretty high. Steve, what would you give this? Ooh, uh, like a two. Yeah, that's Roz. Some, some novelty to it, but honestly... The, the Patriots are so sloppy and it was just such a blowout after that fumbled screen pass. And then it just went, it just snowballed and it was frustrating. Yeah. Anytime the Patriots are down and it's garbage time, which I feel doesn't happen often. Like even these other losses, they've still been in it at the end, but this one was like, it's 28 to three and there's no chance they're coming back. It's in the rain. The, like Greg said, the uniforms were nice with the blues and everything. And there was a couple of good players there, but I think two is probably about as generous as you can get when you lose the turnover battle four to nothing and you commit 12 penalties for 126 yards. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we could do best and worst. Does anybody have a best? We've already done them all in the play of the game. Maybe. I've used all my notes. <laughs> all three of them <laughs> I come on I had some good Brett Favre stats in there that's true um, I have some worsts Darren Sharper um, well, Ben Kelly that. <laughs> uh, the Pages Red Zone defense they showed a, showed a stat last season um, the touchdown percentage the Patriots allowed a touchdown on 39% of red zone uh, appearances by the other team's offense, which was good for third in the NFL. This season, they've allowed 
a touchdown on 79% of opposing teams, which is good for 31st. Red zone TD percentage is statistically random year to year, though, right? Is it? Yeah. I don't know. It how, is. Do you, how do you quantify it being statistically random? That dude, uh, Bill Barnwell on ESPN, is all about that. What makes it I, mean, I, can, I can see that just yeah I like think. a good red zone defense last year does not predict a good red zone defense this year oh. it doesn't mean you're gonna be good next year either yeah i see what you're saying yeah i mean i think if you're a, a decent run defending team you probably have a slightly I, w- I wonder if that correlates with having a better red zone defense we said we'll ask yes over storylines yeah we'll have to write that down greg if All we right. have mom we'll uh, what's the we'll p value on statistical correlation year to year. Yeah. For or or is there a correlation between run defense and uh red zone defense? All right. Because the uh last four rushers the Patriots have faced week three, Priest Holmes ran for 180 yards. Week four, LT ran for two seventeen. Week five, Ricky Williams ran for one oh five, and this week Amon Green ran for one twenty. So tough. That's not going to correlate into a good defense in any phase. No. Um, and uh, on the other side of the ball, Tom Brady has performed probably just as bad. In his first 14 quarters, he had 11 touchdowns, two interceptions. In his last nine quarters, he's had two touchdowns and seven interceptions. And his completion percentage has dropped from 70% to under 60. 58 and a half. He sucks. But... The worst in this game. They showed a sign. This was had to be in garbage time. Somebody must have been a Packer fan. Maybe came from Green Bay. And a big old picture of Brett Favre on it. And the sign says, you've just been farved. Ooh. And Greg's boy, Chris Collinsworth, decided with the, the yellow markup thing that they do um, to cross out the R because we're in New England, so it's fobbed. <laughs> I like Collins. Do you, do you think he put that on the caption of his dick pic to Jen Sturger? And like, you've just been farbed? <laughs> you've just been farbed. <laughs> no, that should be the name of the 30 for 30. Isn't his name the most like infuri- infuriating spelling ever? That's what I mean. He's Avray, just a yeah. person. It's, it has to be a typo, right? Like somewhere along the line on a birth certificate, it was a typo. Oh, yeah. Like when his family came over and they were in like Staten Island. <laughs> and they're like, Favre? Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Just like wrote something down. Because like, fuck out of here, Favre. Like <laughs> some, some you can be like, all right, yeah, like you, the Latin, you know, pronunciation. But, but there's no way you pronounce F-A-V-R-E as Favre. Right, does it doesn't make any sense. The R sounds become comes before the V sound. <laughs> it drives me crazy. It, I actually like the I watched the football life, Brett Favre, and when they announced him when he got drafted, they pronounced his name wrong. They were like Brett Favor. So <laughs> <the next. laughs> uh, I don't know. I think at some point you just gotta fix it, you know. Right, my best is Troy Brown's back catching balls. Yeah, he is. My worst is is Brian Kelly's in defending balls. (laughs) Oh, that's fair. 
Now, Brown, there is a last name I can get behind. Oh, of course. <laughs> How do you spell it? Dude, have you ever had anybody fuck your name up? Yes. Oh, I've had people ask how to spell it. Yeah. Brown, Brown like the color? On it, like, yeah. no, oh, like the other thing. Here's my, or, my strategy. Brown with an bar. E. Have you ever, oh, well, there's a double-sided uh, coin here, right? Because sometimes at the bar, you'll get drinks put on your tab that aren't your drinks. And trying to argue that in a bar at like two in the morning when you're drunk is really hard. Be like, no, dude, I don't drink. I don't drink Jack and Coke. Like, yes, you do. They're on your. No, dude, there's gonna be another brown in here. Dude, really I'm not gonna lie. I just leave bars. <laughs> <laughs> so you just guard. collect all the browns on the on the whatever browns are floating out and come to you. I so just my say, strategy. Hey, you guys figure this all out. <laughs> I go to the just bar my first show up. And they go, what's your, what's your tab under? I say, brown, like the color. And they look at me like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> but I say that every single time. So like, yeah, that's the dumbass who says brown, like the color. <laughs> I've always wondered, how, like, what's stopping people from just, like, putting it under a different tab? You There's know? nothing. Right. You can go, they'd be like, yeah, Smith. Like, uh, which Smith? Like, um, John. Or you just Why? overhear someone at the bar putting, saying their name, yeah. and you just use theirs for the rest of the night. Yeah. It happens. Ain't nothing. I mean, I wouldn't do it because I'm a, a brown know. and we are virtuous, upstanding citizens like Troy. Yeah. Yeah. We have a name to protect. Mm-hmm. Troy, if you're listening, we'd never let you down. All right. My best in this game was uh, the banter between the three. Well, actually, it's more, more Collinsworth and Aikman. They were explaining how Aikman was uh, a good wet ball thrower. He's a bad wet ball thrower. Oh, right, right. And Collinsworth, because he didn't grip the laces. And Collinsworth's quote was, you're one of the great wet ball throwers, even though he wasn't. I feel like they secretly hated each other. It felt that way because then Aikman was relentless about Collinsworth's hair to the point where Collinsworth, like, definitely got self-conscious about it and kept bringing it up about how he had fixed his hair. It was a little awkward in that booth for a bit. It definitely I bet was. Dick was like, what do I got myself into? How does yeah. Joe Buck do this? And Joe Buck's <laughs> like, I don't have any feelings, so I'm good. <laughs> oh, Steve Brown. I feel I have to say, I feel like Steve Brown has come into his own in season two of this podcast. Yeah, maybe we're just that. putting more beers into it, you know? More effort. Drinking beforehand. Yeah. As it should be. Yeah. You weren't before? Uh, <laughs> only in that wine episode, you know? Yeah, that's fair. All, All right, right, who we got next week? Hopefully this is the week we break the streak, but I don't know. I guess I'll find out. Don't ruin it. Next week, the Patriots still at home hosting the Denver Broncos. I don't have a lot of high hopes. <laughs> this is this is post John Elway, yes? Yeah. I yeah, mean, he didn't even play year last John year. Elway. Yeah. Mm. You were there for that. I was. <laughs> because it was um uh what's his name? Um Brian Greasy? Yeah, Brian Greasy, who uh, was uh, Brady's oh, yes. yeah, yeah, starter yeah. at uh, Michigan. Good call. So, something to look forward to, perhaps. Well, either way, I hope we beat the Broncos. Steve. I hate the Broncos. <laughs> Me too. I hope there's commentators that are there that I hate too. And we can just and hate rep. together. Mm, yeah, pray for Dan Deardorff. Oh, my. You'll come around. Thing. Does, Greg's so. like, oh, I, I don't mind Collinsworth, but fucking give us another like 20 episodes and you'll be like, oh, Dude, I still don't. I, 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 to this day, I've watched a lot of Dan, uh, Collinsworth. I don't, I don't mind him at all. 
Yeah, and I like how time. he calls out the refs. Give it time. There's, legit, the there's legitimate bad and good announcers, right? Like Deodorf, I admit, he's terrible. Terrible. But you, you hate like 90% of them. Yes. So it's definitely a personal thing. <laughs> like, yeah. If you hate some and you like some and you're somewhere in the middle there, yeah, that's I fine. I like some. You hate them all. Nope, not all of them. I like Romo. <laughs> You're just digging your heels in. Just admit you hate them all. I like Romo, I like Romo. and uh, that ref with the big biceps. I like him too. I can't stand that guy. That guy's a dick. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. And he, he like all about no him. refs and one commentator. And so like, yeah, I'm not like, I don't hate all of them. No, yeah, Andy I don't. likes himself as a ref. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, see? So I don't hate all of them. I'd be, I'd be much better referee than they would. Okay. Guaranteed. <laughs> all right, well. You'll find out who we hate next week when we uh, when we have the Denver Broncos into town. Hopefully, the Patriots get off the schneid. And we'll see you then on the Patriots Dynasty Podcast. Bye, guys. See, see you later. later.